professional. Hello and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and a writer return to the 80s movies we think we loved or loved to hate to find an electroshock waiting when those movies aren't quite how we remember them. Like, maybe they're way, way, way more scary and full of headless people and people who are only heads, and every single terrifying fantasy world thing is actually far, far, far less terrifying than the real-world counterparts of those things. And this one's going to be a doozy. This is Return to Oz, a movie selection from 1985. This summer, Walt Disney Pictures presents a motion picture fantasy adventure beyond your fondest imagination. You'll be transported miraculously back to the enchanted land of Oz, that magical kingdom beloved by young and old for generations. It's just a yellow brick. No, Belina, you don't understand. This was the yellow brick road. You'll share with Dorothy Gale the shock of finding everything mysteriously changed. What's happened to everybody? And you'll delight with her discovery of four wonderful new friends who band together against a wicked queen and the dreaded Gnome King. This is the Oz you haven't seen before. And this is the Oz you'll want to visit again and again. From Walt Disney Pictures comes a whole new world of entertainment. Why don't we just fly back to Kansas? Return to Oz. I miss the voiceover guys. I Yeah, I do think that that's so unusual when you do see a trailer that's just a guy yeah. telling you what you're going You'll to experience. You'll be so excited yeah. to see Thor and Captain America <laughs> again together. Well, Nathan, just a suggestion. Like, people might be excited to see something that had that, like, look and feel. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> cut a trailer of Void Trekker. So right. Someone just being like, in a world where the worst crew in the galaxy up to adventures. Prepare to be delighted, yes. surprised, <laughs> and ashamed. Prepare to hear how many adjectives I can name in a row. Delighted. What's that, Dr. Rena? <laughs> You're fed up? <laughs> the wackiest crew in the galaxy. It's here to entertain you. Yeah, I do think that's a very weird way to do the trailer, but... It, for this movie, it's probably better than. <laughs> well, that went on for that, that went on for decades. Yeah. The, the, you know, it's like yeah. th- you know, thrilling adventures and seeing these exact yeah. moments, and and it's it's not until recently has it become all, have movie trailers become a little more mm-hmm. montagey and yeah. and Disney even had their own voice. Like they had a guy who did all of their stuff. That I can't remember guy. his name right now. Yeah, the Don LaFontaine is the in a world in guy. A but world. there was that this you know this summer coming from. Walt Disney picture, like there was that guy who did all of their ads, all their video ads, yeah. everything. His voice is burned into all of yeah, our exactly. You, if you we don't hear, know his name, right? We don't know his name, but we know that voice. We if you know. hear it again, well, that voice, the yeah. one that you're hearing right That's now, right. is Kyle Olson, our guest for today. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Tell us a, a little bit about all of the many amazing things that you do. 
Sure. Uh, I'm a podcaster as well. So I do a, a podcast called The Road to Infinity, which is a Marvel movies podcast. We started it right before Infinity War, where we watched a Marvel movie a week in anticipation of Infinity War coming out. And after it came out, we were having so much fun, we just kept on going. Yeah. So now, now we, we've actually switched Talking about over. V- fictitious upcoming Marvel yes, movies. Yes, exactly. Right? So I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing instant nostalgia, where you guys are doing way back nostalgia. Yeah. So like we, uh, yeah, so we're now getting into uh, um, news and stuff, too. So we're going to be, as opposed to waiting for the movies to come out. We're going to be mm. talking about Marvel news and, and information and the shows and Netflix and all that stuff. Awesome. Cool. And, uh, of course, always with us is Nathan Blackwell. Oh, hi there. Hey. I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm Chrissy Lenz, comedian. Uh, and we're going to talk about Return to Oz. My Ooh. goodness. Yeah, this was my pick. My goodness. <laughs> yes, what, it was. What have you done to us? <laughs> <laughs> so what is your like experience with the movie? Uh, this is one of the ones I saw when it originally came out. So mm-hmm. like I was... 10 when it came out and it was one of the things it was the new Disney movie it was you know it was awesome it was exciting and went to see it and I loved it from the first time I saw it like we're going to talk I'm sure about all the the (laughs) trauma and the nightmares and all that stuff but like I think it's fantastic it's one of my favorite movies since that moment I'm curious what your guys history with Wizard of Oz is like how were like at this period like when you like what was what was your feelings and what was your history with the Wizard of Oz the original 1939? I think I'd seen it a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very easy movie to show to kids and yeah. to watch. Oh yeah, it was one of those kind of movies. I, I think every kid had caught like two or three, four or five times on mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. It was very TV friendly. Anytime. It was like and your parents thing. just love to show it to you. Oh, They're yes, like, we yes. didn't have color TV at right. first. Like, <laughs> and it was a it was a holiday tradition. I mean, like I think oh, it, like, yes. they always would play it on TV at like like Thanksgiving. I think mm-hmm. that, that sounds was your about right. Experience too. I think so. Yeah. I, like I definitely remember video. seeing it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and you did know, you like it? I did like it. Yeah. I, I I I you know the boring black and white part aside. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like I really liked everything. Uh-huh. Once, uh, once there was magic, and uh, you know, it's a great movie because the hero is a girl. Yes. So it definitely made me uh, happy in that way. And I think I saw Return to Oz. I know I saw it as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I remember seeing it in the theater. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Me yeah. Too. I don't think that I did, but I think we rented it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like one of those things where it was like everything was familiar, uh-huh. but not so familiar that I knew what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. It was just like vague impressions of like, oh, right, the moose head thing. Oh, right, the ornament room, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, 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 the, um, the, 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 uh, the attic where the, oh, the yeah. moose head is, mm-hmm. I remember I that specifically just kind of like coming <laughs> It's like a nine-year-old, like, mm-hmm. like going to the bathroom and coming back. I was like, I'm just, what is going on with this movie? <laughs> this would be a tough movie. It's to, taken to me a lot of strange and, places. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so th- this movie was directed by Walter Murch, mm-hmm. um, the uh, sound designer, editor, um, extraordinaire. He he really kind of um, coined really the the term sound designer, like mm-hmm. on Apocalypse Now. But he was really kind of George Lucas's guy. Yeah, you know? he was in with that group, George and Steven yeah. Spielberg and Brian De Palma, like that whole the Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. And and who did the puppetry? Uh, Jim Henson Productions. So, uh-huh. like, I don't think Jim Henson was directly involved, uh-huh. uh, but I think because yeah, he was doing I think other Brian things. Henson Brian was Henson? actually uh, Jack Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, like, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and uh, the, all the animation, the, the stop motion animation was Will Vinton, who was from the um, California Reasons. Like that guy. Oh, like, he was I like, remember the, those. Right? Yeah, he was like he was like the stop motion guy, and so oh he's the gosh. one who did all this. So all the all the gnomes, oh. all that stuff, that was all Will Vinton's team doing that. Oh. So it's like it really is a powerhouse team in terms of coming together, mm-hmm. and yet it, it didn't help. Yeah, it was really kind of a it was a no win scenario yeah. because they the original intent was to make a movie that was not necessarily a direct sequel. No. Of the original movie, right. it was more of a, a continuation of the book. of yes. the books, yes. and so it was more it it's more of the style and the feel, but it's kind of, it was kind of like walking into a buzzsaw because yeah. everyone knows it from the movie is so iconic. Yes. In fact, like if you you probably pulled five people uh, five movies at that point, what are the most iconic movies? Wizard of Oz is going to be on everyone's list. Wizard yeah. of Oz, Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. these and are so, the movies everyone has and, seen. And so to kind of go and not include some of the conventions. Mm-hmm. Songs. It was yeah. It was just a touch. It, yeah. was, it was just a kind of a no win scenario in terms of the choice of that approach of of not yeah. doing a direct and, sequel of the movie, and calling it Return to Oz. You yeah. know that we like you basically are saying like you loved this, Ooh, you're gonna yeah. love that too. They it's literally like, say that yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. Like we're mm-hmm. taking you back to the land of Oz, and right. it's like no, yeah. you're really and, not. And, and the trailer doesn't. Uh, the movie itself. This, so the, with the original movie, there's a ton of like magic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and um, and joy, and in this, there's just so much trauma. <laughs> yes, and yeah. it, but I mean, there was tons of that in the in the the Wizard of Oz movie, the first one. Mm-hmm. There was, I mean, so many people, myself included, had nightmares just on some of the imagery of like you know. Flying monkeys, flying monkeys, the poppy fields, Mm -hmm. the witches, the trees. Yeah, just some little people opening a door inside another door, going like landing. Yeah, it's like the feet underneath the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, and so I do, but I get it. I get the want to make a movie that is closer to the book Mm -hmm. when the the first movie that's made is not like the book. Kind of like how they remade The Stand. Yeah. Not The Stand. What am I thinking of? The Shining? Yes, exactly yes. that. Yeah. The Shining. Yeah. To, they did a the version ABC of it that was one. more like the book. Mm-hmm. Toby Hooper directed that. I, I, want, I get the want to do that. Mm-hmm. Especially <laughs> if you're a book lover. Uh-huh. Yeah. To be like, no, 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 no. But yeah, we've done to... that. We could put yeah. it in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, yeah. have, you have both. Yes. You can have your Kubrick and you can have your Toby Hooper version. Exactly. Right. You can have Toby your magical Hooper dancing. Toby Hooper can have that version. Yes. <laughs> and, and we'll have our um, underground nightmare machine. I think so. if this had, this had been put out now to be able to advertise it as a soft reboot or a reimagining. Yeah. Yes. We have yeah. those terms now and mm-hmm. I think people would understand it. But yeah. then it was sort of like, no, it's it's Wizard of Oz two. Go see Wizard of Oz two. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you walk into they, that and then well, there's electroshock. People are coming out and, with blankets, like <laughs> yeah. just if, shaking if they were really gonna themselves. change it up, they should have t- retold the first story rather than continue. Yes. And and different title. Yeah. Cause I mean Dorothy's uh, Adventures and Oz. Yeah, yeah I mean it's yeah it I, neutral. I, I, Walter Murch does a great job of performance and mm-hmm. storytelling. Yeah. I mean, the pace could pick up a bit. It's definitely, you know, a bit slow in parts. It, it, it the photography, especially in the 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 in Kansas, and then also the performances, mm-hmm. really kind of remind me of more like movies from the seventies. Mm-hmm. You know, like longer takes. Yeah, and, and just kind of like, but the performances are all solid. 
Yes. The, in the fact, Feruza Balk is like yeah, she's doing a Judy Garland impression. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the scene they show in the trailer where she's like, no, Belina, this used to be the road to Oz. It's like, she's, yeah. She's great. And, and she, she, can, she, is. she can work with puppets. Like, that's the thing. It's like a lot, I mean, a young, just to, to be this good at being a young actor yeah. is one thing, but to look into the face of an animatronic chicken and like have a serious heart to heart conversation with it, that is a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for that one, something like that. Oh, and to be carted off to an <laughs> electroshock yeah, hospital right. <laughs> and left behind by yeah. your Aunt M. Like, uh, I completely washed that part oh, of the Oh, not, not I. I remembered that. <laughs> oh, yes. The, so, so say what you will about our feelings on how this movie has changed in our eyes, etc. There. I've probably only, you know, I saw the movie when it came out, and maybe again on VHS. Mm-hmm. And there, there were still some images that I remembered. They were so memorable, probably mm-hmm. because they were so scary, yeah. and 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 not in a overt melodramatic way, but like in a genuine scary concept. In a genuine, these creatures are going to rise up out of the earth and try and snatch you down to turn you into an object for the trophy room yeah. kind of or way. chased yes. down by the wheelers and thrown oh into the desert and turned to sand. So here's my question. So as with the original Wizard of Oz, you, you the question you're left asking is, was it a dream or mm-hmm. is it real? Because right. Everything in the real world has an Oz counterpart mm-hmm. like a dream would. Mm-hmm. And this one even more so because the wheelers are the people who are... And, and in case you haven't seen the movie, uh, Dorothy is remembering Oz. She won't stop talking about Oz. So uh, good old Auntie M is like, well, I know the solution. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly she's crazy. I'm going right. to take you to an electroshock therapist. <laughs> And he is going to just zap those imaginations right out of you, you little yeah, girl. Well, they have that tough situation of, of so the first, the first one, the first story, you know, you've got these counterparts that are basically like her frustrations, her nightmares or whatever, and then there's manifestations in this fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And so once she comes back to Oz and all the problems are solved, they need new problems and nightmares and so now no one believes them, and she's put <laughs> in an yeah. insane asylum. Well, and she's going to get electric brain shock. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then there's a huge storm, and then this other girl drowns? Question mark? I, I, and the, well, so here's my two questions. Yeah. One, do you think Oz is a real place, or is it her dreams that she's having um, because you, you, you want, know you the, answer first? the wheelers sure. are the people who push the gurneys sure. and the, the, the witch is, is the, the doctor yeah. is the gnome king the witch is oh my god the same woman from Willow frickin ah, Willow right. Bev Morda. Morda. get her out of here so there's a number of kind of um, uh, Willow connections with this movie um, a lot of people behind the scenes worked on Willow. Mm-hmm. You can, and they so have you the can same kind of like, feel. Yeah, and, and you and so you can kind of see like the early scouting for talent in terms of mm-hmm. actors and and people like that. So um, yeah, I would. So I, in, in a lot of ways, The Wizard of Oz is, and and then Return to Oz and all these other kind of similar stories is is about you choosing to believe in magic. Right. Choosing mm-hmm. to believe, so I, I think they they purposely ride that line of 
of you have to decide one way or another mm-hmm. and and so it's 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 kind of like the message of believe in magic, believe in things that are above our common misery. <laughs> but if you want to look for a reason that it's not real, the reasons are there. Like there's room for doubt, but you yeah. can choose to believe. Yeah, just like Total think? Recall. Exactly. <laughs> or Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you think? I, I think it absolutely is real, especially in this one. I think you can barely see the dream thing much more in the in the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. In the Wizard of Oz, I think it's much more of a crosses over to another world thing because like when the girl first appears mm-hmm. no one else interacts with her but dorothy right and even when she shows up in dorothy's room the door never opens and closes mm-hmm. like we see the like when the head nurse goes in like she the door opens and it squeaks and clicks and stuff too and then suddenly there's this mysterious girl in there and she hands her the pumpkin they have a conversation then she leaves and the door is closed it never opened and closed so like they i mean that's i know it's intentional by the filmmakers mm-hmm. and stuff too but i think it, it show, and no one ever really acknowledges that that other girl is there or is not there? Yeah, then so, so later. she's halfway between two worlds because she's stuck in the you know the the mirror world. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, but. And that's when we first see her is in the reflection on the window, right? In the doctor's office, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it could go both ways. Like if if she's seeing real world stuff in her dream world, mm-hmm. maybe you know she's pulling Oz into the other direction like she's pulling them into mm-hmm. here anyway so they take her to the mental hospital she's gonna get her <laughs> little shockaroo uh but she gets <laughs> she gets rescued by uh oh we didn't even do that this time did we we're the worst um but so i want to do um like a like a, an improv scene <laughs> okay okay so uh you guys own an electroshock clinic mm, you're sure. you're the doctors who are pioneering mm-hmm. this new technology electricity is the future and you are interviewing me to be your head nurse okay and it's and i i really want you to to need someone terrifying we we need to terrify someone we need to convince you to terrify someone yes yeah, so, so you're you're what you're really looking for in in a uh, head nurse is someone who has the scariest outfit imaginable mm-hmm. sure the scariest face imaginable oh well, yeah and a disregard for human life. <laughs> that's what that's what you're after. Okay, ready to begin? Yes, ready. Oh, Tina, come on in. Have a seat. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Is- oh, sure, sure. <clears throat> so, I'm sure you're aware of the position we're hiring today. Yes, head nurse at your torture facility. Correct. Correct. Yes. Wonderful. Your resume is fantastic, by the way. Thank you. But- I have uh, I have worked in several dungeons. Good. Uh, we're looking for and at least oh, three you studied other... abroad i did yes i did germany excellent what the what the europeans are doing with uh with so innovative so innovative they they're the things that they're doing to mentally unhealthy people are really next wave this that's where i got this dress i was about to um, mention the dress it's, thank you it's yes. very severe it is mm. and i and I, i'm so scared looking at it right now i had the shoulders actually lengthened and made pointier oh. I, I was like i need the pointy ends of these shoulders to go above my ears don't tell me it can't be done <laughs> and here you see the results before you well, here's the machine. Oh, great. Oh, does it look like a little face? That'll be a cute oh, thing to tell children. Oh, she the face. Children. Yeah, I've got a whole routine worked out. It's so <laughs> wonderful, good. Wonderful. So I won't appear until after the patients are already captured. I right. mean... You're there to escort them away. Escort, yes, yes. yes. And, and as, as little 
a dialogue with them as possible mm. would be good. Like, don't answer questions. But lots of eye action. Just oh, yes, withering eye action, stare. definitely. Withering stare is very good. I actually minored in withering stare at head nurse oh, school. Oh, that's excellent. Yes. All right, we can be done. And <laughs> scene. Uh, okay. So then, uh, so she escapes with the help of a mysterious young girl. Mm-hmm. A flood is happening. They jump in a river. And Kansas has a lot of weather issues. Yeah, they really, really do. Yeah. That's the way, that's the, it seems like that's how you get to Oz, like, is by natural disaster. Bad weather. Yeah. So do we think uh, Kansas is on a thin spot? You know, like it's mm-hmm. like the the two worlds are, are, yeah. are right. crossing over right there, and it's like the equivalent of a hell mouth wherever yeah. Dor- yeah, Dorothy right. lives. High pollution advisory <laughs> slash Wizard of Oz gateway. <laughs> you get a little alert on your phone. Boop 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 boop. Yeah. Chance of Oz very high. Like now, one of the things, like just looking into this movie, they were constantly slashing the budget, and the studio wasn't happy. They tried to fire Walter Murch. Mm-hmm. He called in on his friends, um, George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola, to kind of help him keep his job. But mm-hmm. there's a numbers of, of scenes and, and, and situations I feel like we're kind of missing a moment where there's like when she's first at Oz, there's not really much wonder. There's a little oh, bit of sure. a kind of a, a map painting. But mm-hmm. there's mo- moments like that I'm wonder- I, I, I feel like uh, this is where they, they kind of had not much budget yeah. or this is where you kind of feel the pinch you know kind of like with the the scarecrow only has like three faces mm-hmm. you know yeah, like they these... just would swap them out uh-huh. <laughs> never actually moves yeah but which is a bummer I, they did a nice job of using practical locations though I mean because the original Wizard of Oz movie was all shot on a soundstage everything. oh yeah and this one yeah, is yeah. almost I'd say probably mostly shot on real locations Mm-hmm. Uh, that, which that really shows. place with all the columns and the yeah. stairs and stuff. Yeah. Like, so she she gets there. She finds out her chicken is hanging out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. Good. So so Toto isn't on this adventure. No. no, the chicken is. But lucky for us, a chicken is. <laughs> Let me say that is an amazing chicken. It really, pup- is. chicken puppet. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. It was like I was trying to figure out if it was taxidermy or like yeah. what. I think they they had an actual practical chicken and 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 then a puppet chicken, and yeah. they would just swap the two out, and it would look so good you couldn't even tell from minutes mm-hmm. which one it was. Yeah, so many. There's so the, this movie is so inventive. Yes, uh, has so many great techniques. Um, Except for me, the wheelers, which looked like rejects from like cats. Or I was going to say Starlight yeah. Express. So, yeah, yes. Starlight yeah. Express. Yeah, it's like it's from the the bad version of Cirque du Soleil. Like. Oh yeah, like guys with heavy guy liner uh-huh. <laughs> and like pink and blue ribbons and yeah, they look like that eighties bad guy mm-hmm. look where it's like, oh, bad people have like neon colors all over right. them. It's wow. like they came right it's, over from um the Wiz. Yes. And they yes. stopped by here and then they went over to the Warriors after this. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind they, of that like was the that, progression. The, there was that still kind of that, that lingering fear of like punks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They are punks. They are circus punks. Yeah. yeah. And, and yet, when people talk about being freaked out by this movie, that's the first thing they mention. The wheelers. Is being freaked out by the wheelers. Yeah. Thanks. I think it was that, that lead the, guy. Uh, I, oh, I had his name and now I've forgotten it. But uh, he was the also best. the... Yeah, <laughs> that had the laugh. He had that fantastic laugh. And he was actually the... the 
the sort of the Andy Circus for the group. He was like their motion coach. He would like all the other performers. He's the one who taught them how to move in all the different ways. So yeah, you can tell. He has yeah. the look of a guy who's like, we're going to do a yeah. movement class That's today. Right. Like, <laughs> everyone in your leotards. Everyone, and stand on your hands. Let's stretch out our instrument. And you're just like, <laughs> I get it. Enough. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the wheelers attack her in this city where everyone is made of stone. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Which is so creepy. It's like so creepy. Like the 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 aftermath of a war at the Emerald City, and everyone is just and yet there's one woman stone. reading on a bench. Uh-huh. She was like, <laughs> like can't be bothered uh-huh. with whatever was going on. Oh, the like, world is ending. I gotta yeah. finish this last chapter. I relate. I will so regret it. The, the other thing, weird thing about coming from the that this being a direct sequel is. If they're going by the books, there are no emeralds in the Emerald City. Right. Yeah. So and, and then like, the ruby slippers are like silver yeah, slippers. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, so which one are you you're going off of? Yeah, so, but yeah. and yet the, the Scarecrow and the Cowardly Lion and the Tin Woodsman do look like the illustrations yes. yeah. in the book and not like the, the more human versions of themselves from the movie. So, I think what has to be the, probably the worst design of all of them has to be the Cowardly Lion, though, because yeah. clearly it's just a guy walking on all fours. Like, they didn't even try. Well, speaking <laughs> of a guy walking, um, so she discovers this really adorable, round, little mechanical man uh-huh. uh, who you have to wi- make sure that he has three different clockworks. You have to wind up his thinking, you have to wind up his movement, and you have to wind up his speech. Yes. So action, the movement is is called action. But mm-hmm. Yeah. So TikTok. 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 My favorite character. And I did read yeah. that that character was was mo- was moved by mm-hmm. a performer in there upside down, yeah. walking the legs with his hands. Yeah. I, I just watch it now and just think about a guy upside down walking upstairs. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> He's like, this is the life I chose for myself. It's 130 degrees in this metal can. Well, and this is surely to be a cinematic classic that will be talked about for years to come. It's all worth it. It's all worth it. <laughs> the same. Oh, poor Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar yeah. Binks, the same thing. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh. But I tell you, that, the, that effect is amazing yeah. because it's all practical. So even when I watch it, you think like, okay, this is a walking scene, so he'll be solid. Like, he won't be doing all this stuff but no he's as he's as he's walking around his arms are moving his eyes are blinking his head is moving his mustache is going like it's still it's amazing a, yeah. 1985 and i just look at it and go i don't know how you guys did that yeah yeah, yeah absolutely it's a great illusion and he and he's a fun character yes he's he's you know there to help as long as he's wound up enough. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and having a dead serious character mm-hmm. in a fantasy thing is always yeah. fun uh-huh. he, he, he's got the greatest line in the movie which is I uh, I have always valued my lifelessness. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he fights off the wheelers by simply spinning. spinning. Yeah. The power of spinning. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they continue on and they... Oh, I, I, I remember the lunch pail tree. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the part I remember was the lunch pail tree. Because mm-hmm. that was such a good practical effect she pulls like the lunch pail down and the inside really looks like the inside of a fruit yeah but inside's a ham sandwich that's right all wrapped (laughs) and everything i loved that oh oz oh oz (laughs) so thoughtful so thoughtful oh there's a a church there's a little chocolate inside (laughs) don't eat that that's the seed you'll grow a lunchbox tree in your belly um so she hears or like 
That's the thing. In the trailer, what? they mention that she meets an evil queen. But she's yeah. not evil queen. She's princess. She's Princess Mombi. Yes. So they say that you need to go talk to Princess Mombi to find out what happened to the scarecrow. Because that's her, right. her quest. Is of all the, she sees her friends, except for the scarecrow. So she has to go and talk to the princess. Okay. Oh, the princess. How bad can this be? Yeah. It's a princess. And when we... And she plays the lute. Yeah, when we meet her, she's just, like, playing that lute. And I guess, like, that's how she whiles away the hours in a world so. that's full of people made of only stone. And wheelers. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much conversation are you going to have yeah. with a wheeler? Ugh. That's just They're one of They're always trying to get hobbies. you to talk about movement. <laughs> <sighs> They're always trying to get you to do yoga. Ugh, enough wheelers. Um, do you think that she has to do all this stuff for them because they don't have hands? Like, she, like yeah. they have these elaborate coats. Does she have to sew the She coats? has to dress them in the yeah, morning. Exactly. <laughs> she, has, she has to, like, feed them. Yeah. Like. Um, and then, so she immediately go find her, and it's like, oh, okay. Did you think that the inside of her house looked like the inside of the the thing in Kroll? Like, the inside oh, of Oh, that's yeah. a good pull, yeah. I thought it did. Yeah, like, the white sort of marbly mm-hmm. halls but she immediately like she makes no bones about no. being straight up evil no not at all oh, i like, like that straight ahead like, evil come with me into a second location uh-huh. little girl <laughs> <laughs> come into my chamber of heads oh that was so good that was so scary oh my god she didn't even try to explain it either she's just like <laughs> just i think i'll try number heads. four sure. today and then there's like there i had questions about that too because Later, Jack Pumpkin says mm-hmm. she had head 22 on when she put me up here, and she must not have worn head 22 again because she doesn't she remember I'm here. Yeah. So how does that work? Do they have to have a team <laughs> meeting every night? <laughs> well, that's, that's also Jack Pumpkinhead's you know, well, theory. I, I'd imagine it'd only be once that's a week true. since there's so little going on in Oz at that point. I'd be point. like, okay, uh, head 22, what, what did you get up to today while yeah. you were wearing the body? Oh, I played the lute. <laughs> and, I, and I fashioned some more metal things to stick out of the back of my robe. So do you think they all have varying lute abilities? I and they're so. all like in a competition to see who... Who, can, who does the best lute? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the body's, like, the body's like, I'm the one who plays the lute. Why do they get all the credit? And the, and the wheelers are like the judges. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Um, so she's got all these heads time in, in their glass cases, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, they're all, pretty, yeah. "They're all pretty mellow." Yeah, they're all just chilling. they seem fine with yeah, it, right. which I don't think they should be. Um, but she's like, "You know what? I think you will be. Well, you're not going to be pretty when you get older, but no, <laughs> I'll take a head where I can get ahead." And she's like, "I'll just lock you in the tower and like and cut your head off." Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, and she predicted she would be there, you. not beautiful but interesting looking, and mm-hmm. that was actually a pretty good assessment because yeah. that's I would say that was a, a pretty good assessment of what Bruce looks like when she grew older. Yeah, um, and then so that's where this is the attic. Yeah, where she we meets, spend a lot of time in. Yes, mm-hmm. she meets Jack Pumpkin, who is Jack Skellington. Yes. So yeah, clearly. Well, clearly. well uh-huh. yeah, I think uh, what Tim Burton was working for Disney at this time, he was an animator, wasn't he? I think that's where he was. At. I think he was an animator on Fox and the Hound. So he was, mm-hmm. you know, in the building. And he was just like, sort of. file that away. Right, exactly. I'll hmm. use that later. Um, and she builds the sofa moose. Yes, right, the gump. The gump. With uh, powdered life. Uh-huh. Which she has to steal from the original head, which is, of course, the Willow Queen. Yeah. Bavmorda. Mm, Bavmorda. <laughs> yeah. Keeps her own head in a cupboard without a glass window, 
Which is like, you know what? Is this movie really about body image? I think so. Is it? I think that. Yeah, mm. she. she it, mm. It's about cosmetic surgery, Before really. It's time, because like you know, she has and she because uh, all the heads are younger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with ladies. You gotta get a younger head every couple of years. I and mean, it's just why do we have to work so hard? Right. And y'all are just allowed to be mountains that talk. Yeah. <laughs> life goal. Mm-hmm. Talking mountain. <laughs> um, so she steals powder of life and brings to life the sofa, and they fly away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, without Dorothy Gale. Oh that my was god, great. that's the scariest part. I, you know, to me, watching it now, the scariest part to me was listening to her snore. Because, like, that's, that's a woman without a head snoring. And I'm like, it's Ooh, really the more you think about it, the creepier that is. It's the neck hole. It's the neck hole. No. And they, they, they they're like, went to the sound guy and went, hey, we got an interesting challenge for you. We got a fun note. Uh, we have to figure out what neck hole snoring would sound like. Um, yeah, that, but that part where the headless body is grabbing yeah. her and the other mm-hmm. head screaming, oh, like, nope. No. <laughs> no. Nope. So nope. much nope. I need to get out of here. Um, and, and then, then they, off so, they fly. So then what happens next? They fly and the they wheelers crash. are chasing them. And yeah. Then she sleeps they, and then the, the whole couch falls apart. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, the, yeah, and they happen to the land where the, the bad guy lives. Yeah, they land in his in on on him, right? Because yes. he is the mountain. Did yeah, I get that right? Well, I I've been looking at my phone at this moment. <laughs> I think I think I think the the gnomes are sort of like they they live in the rocks. They live in the rocks yes. and they're of the rocks. Yes, but I don't think they're actually like I don't think he is the mountain. I think he's yeah, just so, like a creature that sort of like like a, like a fish is in water. They're okay. in the rock. So oh, the no, right. the gnome king. Yes. Is our big bad guy? Yes, mm-hmm. Who he's really, the final boss. He he really hasn't gotten much screen time. We've kind of seen his minions kind of like report to him. Yes, but he's the dude that's basically devastated Oz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's Tur- taken over. Yeah, all the all the magic and emeralds are gone. Everyone's turned to stone because it, they were his emeralds. Mm-hmm. Says him. Yeah. And he likes precious jewels and stones. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was great when she's falling through and saying, "Oh, you have so much." Well, that's not the point. It's like, <laughs> I, 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 I should it, have it, it all. It's interesting. It's like usually the villains are, you know, are they never get this far? And and Dorothy comes to Oz, and basically it's been now reduced to just two villains who have mm-hmm. a lot of time on their hands because they've they've been successful, yeah. and yeah. they don't really they like want to hang out with each other. No, not at mm-hmm. all. And, and they're, they're also very different, you know, in the, we have a, uh, well, actually, depending on the head she's wearing, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she can be very strident and, and crazy stuff too. And he's just very calm about everything. Like, I've already won. Yeah. You know, now I'm just going to screw around with these people for a while because eh. I think what they like, just, they, they just they secret- share custody of the wheelers like every other week. It's like, it's your week with the wheelers. I think it's like- more like, get these things out of my <laughs> mountain. Because obviously they, they did make a tunnel. So they, they could have been going back and forth. I think these villains just wanted lots more free time. Yeah. <laughs> and they got it. They did. They're living their best life. They're playing the loot. Hey, they're like he's being reti- a mountain. He's retired, clearly. Yeah. Like this he is just him in his retirement. His ornaments. Right. That's all you, you know, you acquire these things so yeah. you can appreciate their beauty. Right. Uh, but so he challenges Those, that's Dorothy like his Funko collection. And his <laughs> Funko collection of transmorgified people. Well, sure. Do we um, know that's not what Funko are? 
Yes, we do know that. Oh, okay, good. All right, just checking. Just checking. Now I'm wondering. I didn't have that in my notes, so I just wanted to verify that. Um, each one contains a little piece of the soul of whoever it's embodying. Um, Poor Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> He's everywhere. He's everywhere. But he like, is like a horcrux now. He can never die. Um, Yay. <laughs> so the, he challenges them to a contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the scarecrow, and he says they can one by one try to guess which object he has turned Scarecrow into, and if they're right, they can walk on out of there, and if they're wrong, they, too, get turned into objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so scary because everyone goes off, and we stay with Dorothy, so we see each friend, each of her friend, one by one, go off, mm-hmm. and we hear that they have failed. Mm-hmm. And every time they've failed, he becomes more human, mm-hmm. and it gets creepier and, and creepier. that's yeah. the scariest part. Yeah. This whole movie was me just going, that's the scariest part, and yeah. then something else happens. No, 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 no. That's the scariest part. Oh, but so this whole time, the, the, she has put Belinda the chicken, mm-hmm. Belina the chicken, inside of Jack Pumpkinhead's pumpkin head. Yes, because yeah, she doesn't a, know why they're freaked out about the chicken, but she knows they are. They don't like the chicken. They don't like right. the chicken. So, everybody guesses wrong. But don't you think that when Jack <laughs> Pumpkinhead guessed wrong, like, there should have been a chicken running around in that room. Because <laughs> the chicken should guess three times, too. I, I would agree. Come on, guys. Maybe she did, and she just also got it wrong. Maybe. Um, TikTok very brilliantly mm-hmm. uh, has a ruse. His thinking dial was wound up nice and yeah, tight. Yeah, he, he pre- pretended to power down. Mm-hmm. So she goes in, and then they hatch a plan um, to coordinate. And Dorothy quickly forgot to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did not work out. Like, no. how do we clear off this table and just have one <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> but I think, I, or that I took it as the Gnome King actually, like, anticipated that. Because mm-hmm. I sort of watched it again and yeah, watched he, that table. Yeah, he is a good there's, villain. There's nothing green on that table. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he is a solid, confident yeah. uh, villain. You can see why he took over. Yeah. And he's like... But he wants to become, somehow, turning the people into ornaments makes him more human. Yes. And that's what he wants. And it must be temporary because he starts off very, very rocky. And Mm -hmm. it only takes like three or four people. Souls. Yeah. And there must have been tons more souls in there, potentially. That's interesting. I would would like to know more about that that spell, too. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like you turn everybody to stone. If you could do this and you wanted that, why wouldn't you have... Made this offer to mm-hmm. the Tin Man and yeah. and the uh, Cowardly Lion and because yeah. he doesn't say you turning could be back eight into humans a human. by now, right? Um, and also, nope, it's gone. Okay, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I right I found this whole sequence super super scary too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's and, and again, it's not melodramatic. It's like uh-huh. well lit. It, yeah. The whole set almost reminds me of like. Like, like something like a Kubrick yeah. scene. Yeah, very Labyrinth. Yeah, I could see that. Labyrinth or like Kubrick, and it's just kind of like this white, soft light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very stark. Very, yeah, stark and innocent and, mm-hmm. and just kind of just the idea that you only get three choices mm-hmm. to pick these objects, 
and and if you fail, then you become one of the objects. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing. There's there's no hint. There's no guidance. Yeah. It's not like the. It's not like TikTok turned into a clock or. or it's not like this is the cup of a carpenter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which is what you want it to be. You want to be able to have some kind of edge. Which eventually we learn on Dorothy's very last choice. Yeah. All of the objects from Oz are green. Yeah. There you go. Solved yeah. it. Yeah. Solved and, it. And it, yeah, and it causes his spell to reverse. And so suddenly he starts turning, becoming less human along the way. Yeah. And he's like, damn it, it backfired. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Didn't think this one through. <laughs> Oh, he looks like Jolly Good King Wenceslas. Like, don't you look? He has, yeah. he has uh-huh. like a... Like the, like the German Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. This is where we also find out that he had the ruby slippers after Dorothy lost him. He's the guy that got him back. Yeah. See, he's so progressive. Right. He's wearing them. That's true. And that's, that's a, what allowed him to do it. So, in, in a way, Dorothy is responsible for the, this, this uh, coup. Yes. Yeah. Lay she that at her doorstep her. for right. sure. She couldn't keep her toes curled. <laughs> Look, it's really hard to keep a pair of heels on. Okay? <laughs> they hurt. Um, and then you think that the, it's the end. Mm-hmm. Bippity boppity boo. Everybody's restored. Yeah. Except TikTok. How did the, and and did the, do the women get their heads back? Is that? They do. They do. There's a, there's a shot. Yeah, yeah. We, we see them well, later on. Yeah. As, as like. When they uh, do the. Everybody turning back. Bev Morda is in prison. <laughs> it, it, they're explaining. They're the women around her that are explaining what happened. Yeah, but they're also in, in the montage of everybody coming back to life being turned back from stone. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all the, they, they cut to a shot of all of the, the dancing girls in the circle. And they boom. And, they're all the, and they, they finish their move. Which would have been creepy mm. if they the heads, had, yeah. had no heads. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually they become weeping angels, is my understanding. <laughs> yeah. that's, but that's the fourth one. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get there. Because no. yeah. this one was Revenge not well received. Too soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Revenge. Um, and then, like, everything's fine. And everybody's just like, Oh, yeah. Well, but we forgot to bring up yeah. um, the Gnome King severe yes, egg allergy. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah. So when they... So yeah, it, he, it, it's kind of it kind of sucks that both the Wizard of Oz movies have this unexplained <laughs> magical surprise. The villains have these weaknesses. Yeah. Oh my God, water! What? At least they they teased this one. Yeah. Because as soon as Dorothy lands, the the gnome spy like does not want to tell his boss this information. They they have a chicken and so we don't know what that means but then eventually it leads somewhere the water thing comes yeah. out it literally comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. no. <laughs> they're like yeah they get to the end of that story and they're like shoot like, yeah like, yeah well we the do? thing that was terrifying about that is that it was dorothy that melted this person mm-hmm. yeah yeah she did it and, yeah. and with this it's just kind of like oh here's the Deus ex machina, the thing that just magically Deus solves. Egg machina. Uh, uh, I'll see myself out. Okay. <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> so, but it's like it's very lucky because he's tipping Jack Pumpkinhead, gonna mm-hmm. eat him, and then Belinda falls out butt first and like finally lays the egg that she's been like yeah, it rolls around inside of his head mm-hmm. and then yeah. drops down. Yeah, Gross. Like Every time someone says poison, I always think of poison. Poison. Exa poison. <laughs> poison to gnomes. And then he just dies. Just away, yeah. <laughs> He's a rock And then all now. the spells, you know, mm-hmm. that he had been mm-hmm. holding onto with the shoes. All Undone. Because he didn't have an EpiPen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Gnome King and Jason Mantzoukas are allergic yeah. to ice. Um, but Jason Mantzoukas And then as gnome. soon as everyone is, and as soon as everyone is saved, like Dorothy wants to get the f out of there. Yeah. Like in both but movies. Why? I, why? Here's my theory. Okay, please give me a theory. Okay, she's here's my theory. Like a lot of people, I don't think she's just. I think she only likes to use the bathroom at home. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't think she likes using okay. it when she's, she's out. She's a shy about. pooper. Okay. Yeah. She All right. hasn't pooped the whole time. They <laughs> no, no. And she's, she just wants to go home and use the bathroom. Okay. She's like, look, it's worth the electroshock therapy. That is the right. best theory look, I've heard. <laughs> it's real, the only theory I've heard, but Real people best. I know have that problem, not myself. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I can, I can imagine pooper? under that Will kind you poop of... poop anywhere? <laughs> I'm in the middle. <laughs> But yeah, that, that always about like I understand why Alice wants to leave Wonderland because Wonderland is a nightmare. Oh like, yeah, nothing makes any sense. Like you're, something terrible is going to happen along your stay. But Oz is kind of awesome. Yeah, so well, I never understand why Dorothy has to leave. And, and it's like once, gotta go. yeah, everything's been solved, and now yeah. everything is great. I mean, she can get like a great place for a weekend. Sure. Yeah. Oh, she saves Princess Ozma. Right. Uh, Princess Ozma comes out of the mirror. She wants to be in two places at once. I don't know how that spell was translated into now. I that means I want to free the princess, but okay. Queen? Is she queen? I think she's queen. And But then, oh, yeah, so she could stay and just be, like, yeah. the uh, assistant to the queen of sure. Oz. <laughs> she could be the lord protector of Oz, whatever so, she wants. So wanted. what was it? So Ozma was... So I'm going to go back to the people who will try to electroshock me. That's yeah. clearly yeah. the message I want to go. I want to go back to Depression-era yeah. Kansas. <laughs> Guys, I've got to get back to Depression Era, Kansas. Um, so wait, Ozma was a child. Yes. Even when the wizard of the Wizard of Oz was in charge. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so what what did he do with this little girl? I don't. Did I think he... that had already happened before. I mean, like, they, they, there's a lot of exposition that happens very quickly at the end. I got the impression that she was already in the mirror or out of the picture before he showed up. And okay. so they were sort of like leaderless. And as we know, people in Oz are not really good at well, they picking were leaders. Make or government. Yeah. It's like, no. yeah. okay. There's a power vacuum. That's yeah. when the wizard yeah. showed up. And as we'll find out in the sequel, Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah. Which is a terrible movie. It sure is. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I say that that's you know, as as much as this was a, a colossal failure for Disney and and put Walter in movie jail, which he mm. still resides in. Uh, he never At least made, director, he ne- jail. Director, director jail. Director jail. Director jail. That's true. He never made a. He never directed a movie again. Yeah. Um, they they went back to the to Oz again and tried to do it. You know, and it was terrible. They like, were like, you I know like what? this that movie one was way more than James that one. James Franco. It's a TikTok. good movie. It was missing like... TikTok. Mm-hmm. What's that? It was missing TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go from a lap. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> so Christopher Lloyd and Tim Curry were both considered to play the Gnome King. Oh yeah. And I think we need to think about this movie would have been successful in either of them in that role. Yeah. Don't you think? I, I, yeah. I think it would have been a better movie. I don't know if it would have been more successful because the, either of those guys are great. I don't yeah. know if they would have translated to butts and seats. Oh, yeah. And then mm. um, but Tim, maybe... Tim Curry and Feruza Balk were in The Worst Witch. Ah. See, it happened. So the universe wanted they them, got together. them together. Yeah. Have you, have you ever heard of The Worst Witch? Mm. Yes. That was a TV yeah, movie, I have right? I not seen it. Oh, yeah. It is like, oh, my God, this is like Harry Potter. <laughs> Um, but with a girl, no, get it out of here. Uh, and then for the uh, Princess Mombi, mm-hmm. Mary Steenburgen oh. and, and Terry Gar. Okay. Both oh man, the eighties. Yeah. I know, but can you pre- like 
Terry Gar would have been, and Mary Steenburgen, they both would have been really scary. Like, because they would have also been able to be sweet. Like, the Mm. woman who plays Bav Morda has no sweetness in her face. Like, she was born to play mean people. Mm -hmm. Like, she she has, (laughs) she invented resting bitch face. And, like, not and I don't mean that as a negative. Like she's a beautiful woman, but she does not. There's no kindness in the in that face. I'm sure she's a very nice person, but it, you couldn't tell it by looking. If you threw in a Terry Gar or a Mary Steenburgen, they Bergen 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 Danson. Um, <laughs> they they would have hyphen Danson. Like had the two facedness mm-hmm. of being able to would seem been, kind. Yes, the the twist would have been much more of a surprise. Yeah, than just because like, they have kindly faces. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then they wanted Don Knotts to be the voice of Belina. Oh. <laughs> and they wanted Dick Van Dyke to be the voice of either Pumpkinhead or the Scarecrow, which okay. all of those things change this movie one hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, but well, I think that maybe there, not one hundred percent. There was a regime change. I think midway through. Uh, production, and so I think they were like, "We're not getting any of those people. We don't have Dick Van Dyke money." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the the guy who's doing the puppeteering, Brian Henson, so, just have him do the voice. He's the already pumpkin. there. You're yeah. the pumpkin now. Be the, you're the pumpkin now. It's a complicated, troubling movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, what do you think could have made it more successful? Um, I feel like the biggest issue was is. Adapting a direct sequel, but from the the source of the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think the expectations of of not having um, the color, mm-hmm. of not the having songs. the songs, or at least a song, yeah. or or that that is the 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 single biggest factor that made it um, unsuccessful. I think having Disney put it out was. Uh, a strike against them. I mean, mm-hmm. especially this time, Disney was ice cold. I mean, like Disney could not find a hit, you know, with the, with right, the fans right. and a flashlight. Um, so I think if some another company had come out with this, I think it would have been more hailed like Labyrinth is or Dark Crystal. Like, like right. ooh, it's visionary. It's a Labyrinth stuff. But they're like, it came from Disney. And so they people expected something from Disney. A, the and Disney feel, yeah. The Disney feel, exactly, which this does not have at all. Like, like the fact that the Disney logos in front of it always seems weird because, like, there's nothing in And also, Disney, like, does not acknowledge the existence of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the first time it ever came out, it came out, uh, the first time it ever came out on DVD, Anchor Bay put it out because Disney was like, we're not touching that. Like, <laughs> like you can't find merchandise, you can't find... Mean, and, and, you know, Disney are selling merchandise based on the packaging of old Disney movies now. They'll, they'll, they'll sell anything. And you can't find a pin about Return to Oz. Like, they just, they, it's basically like this. If you mention it, they take you to Disney jail. You like. can buy Song of the South stuff from them, mm. but you can't find any Return to Oz. So it's one of those things they just completely go away. I, I think title. I mean, I really think Return to Oz set people up for a sequel that yeah. this wasn't. This was a That this sequel. is a direct yeah, that continuation. They, right, exactly. Like, you're going to see the new Judy Garland. You're going to see the new Burt Lahr. Yeah, I think they should have had... Yeah, definitely. And you're you're not getting any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, if, the, if the trailer had been like, look, mm-hmm. this isn't a sequel to The Return of Oz. <laughs> In Oz like you've never seen before. This is for the people who read the books. Uh-huh. 
Which they could have done in trailers like that. Yes. They could have done it. They could have been like, look, this is not what you think it's going to be. Just slow your roll, dude. <laughs> Just have him beyond being like, imagination. do you want a movie with a headless moose that's a couch? <laughs> with no songs. <laughs> a rock that's allergic to eggs. People getting turned into sand. <laughs> A lady who's got a whole bunch of heads that aren't hers, like... An electrotherapy <laughs> on children. <laughs> if you want to know what it's like to want to return to Depression-era Kansas, <laughs> spend some time in the magical land of Oz. Um, so, but this movie did not do as badly as some of the other movies that we've done. Mm. Uh, in 1985, it was in the top 100. It came in 74th. Okay. Which is actually not that bad compared to some of the... It's less terrible. Right. <laughs> and well, and so we did, we've done two of the top three movies in 1985. Back to the Future is number one, oh, of which we haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have done Rambo First Blood Part 2, mm-hmm. which is two, and Rocky Four, which is three. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the Jewel of the Nile is number seven. The Goonies mm. is number nine. Yeah, Goonies. Goonies never say die. Breakfast Club is 16. Pee Wee is 19. E.T. is 21. This is some hot list action right here. But it was a... E.T. was the re-release. Because uh, it was number yeah, one. It is, the yeah, year yeah. did come out. Sure, you um, don't want to talk more about E.T.? I know you have some feelings. <laughs> so on your trauma scale, E.T. being the most traumatic, where does Return to Oz fall? From, from pure oh. joy to E.T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't remember this... Like, this, I didn't remember this movie well enough for it to... St- to scare me okay. in the in that same way, like I didn't wake it up, up at night like <gasps> Wheelers, you know. <laughs> you will now. I will now. <laughs> what, what movies do you do that with? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> ET, like yeah, <laughs> pulsating head, telescoping neck. No, get it out of here. Um, That's, this would be an interesting topic of conversation. What Mom, are the... you were screaming in your sleep. <laughs> see, now, I see. Now, I, maybe I was I was a weird kid, obviously, but like nothing in this movie scared me, even when I saw it. Mm. I, there was there was movies that came out that I, I had the same reaction to ET too. Like I still have like I think about him lying in the sewer when he's all like pale and wow, yeah. freaks me out. Uh, but like nothing in this movie really affected me at all. Like I mean, but there, I, I think that when people talk about is this an appropriate family film, mm. it's like. Okay, well, there are weird kids out there. That's true. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, is this like mainstream entertainment? No. Only once you've when you've identified your kid as weird. Well, yes, you, you show absolutely. Them this right. Movie. I have two kids. One of them will see this, and one of them will not. Yeah. Right. If they like Coraline, right? Like, they won't yeah. be freaked out yeah, by this movie. Exactly. Yeah. I think that it, there's it that. Is, it is kind of slow. It yeah, is slow. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, it has a definitely different a different pace to it. But for the yeah. for the kids who are going to watch Edward Scissorhands, and, yeah. I mean, like this is this is right in, in that mm-hmm. same thing, and it's in that. If that, you like Labyrinth, I yes. think you'll mm-hmm. like right. this. Right. This is that that this is the time that when like with with Goonies and things where kids could go off and have adventures on their own. Like now. Yeah. Being a parent, I was like, I can't imagine. Like, I, I watch all these things, and I'm like, that's the age of my kid. Like, I want, I don't even let her in the in the backyard without knowing all this stuff. And these kids are like going off and finding pirate ships, or flying off into space, or heading to Oz, and they're that same age. And it's like, or running from world. headless women, yeah, or you know, or, or going into the upside down. Every coming of age story is <laughs> running from a the headless woman that is the future. Um, so, if, do you think that this movie would stand up well to? A remake, a reboot of this story. <laughs> it can only get better. <laughs> and if no. so, like, who would you put in it? Ooh, um, ooh. Mm. 
I don't. I don't know. I don't know children actors. Yeah, exactly. I don't know kid actors. I would guess. I, I, would, say, I would say Millie Bobby Brown. There you go. I mean, I think it would do well if she yes. was Dorothy. Yep. Um, I was thinking uh, Lady Mormont, the the young ah. girl actress. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. She'd be good. Um, and then you could, you could. They, they would, of course, they do the Pixar thing, and they do an all-star voice cast for all yeah. of them. So it'd yeah. just be like Ellen Tudyk is. Yeah, you know. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so on a scale of one, egg. I would still, egg. and I would still cast Mary Steenburgen. Yeah, put her I would in have, there. Put her in there. That's her in. Yeah. She's only She'd gotten scarier. Oh. <laughs> not what I. And, it, it would, no, and, the, no. and the Gnome King is Ted Danson. And the Gnome King is Ted Danson. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Call no, the Gnome King is Jason Manzukis. Oh yeah, <laughs> he doesn't even have to shave. Yeah. He's just like guys. Yeah. I'm the Gnome yeah. King. <laughs> okay. Deathly Here. allergic. To eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Here's um, you're gonna do. You're gonna go in the other room. You're gonna pick something that you think is pretty. And you're gonna touch it. <laughs> Don't even think about touching a fourth <laughs> thing. Um, guys, we all do Jason Manzuka's impressions. Who knew? <laughs> Jason, if you're listening, we love you. We love you. Please uh, return our calls. You're not listening. Uh, <laughs> you shooting John Wick four. He can't hear us. <laughs> on, a, on a scale of they're one still egg shooting to them? ten eggs. <laughs> How many eggs do you give Return to Oz? <laughs> How many eggs? Uh, what, what is the, what is the is so a dozen? Ten, is ten, a d- ten being... What, wouldn't it be a dozen if they're eggs? You're absolutely right. Yeah. But well, no. One egg to a dozen <laughs> eggs. <laughs> but no. <laughs> well, we're not going to get there anyway. So. <laughs> this is not an egg-centric podcast. <laughs> what, what do you use your Excellent. rating? Um, I'm going to have to... Oh, I, I, was, I think I'm going to have to give it a five. Um, I gave it a six when I was watching it, and then just kind of like how you think about it the day after, whether mm-hmm. it was a positive or negative experience. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to give it a very middle of the road E5. Okay. There, there's definitely a lot of invention, and I'm super supportive of like Walter Murch, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, uh, they, it's just off tone um, in terms of, of, I think I, you know, I, there's a lot. There's there's so much to like, but it, it I don't feel like it totally holds up. All right, very good, very analytical. What do you think, Kyle? Ten eggs. Ten I eggs. cannot take off my, my glasses of nostalgia. That's <laughs> still. I watched it again. It's still one of my favorite movies. Like I, I if I, I, I like it better when I divest it from when it came out, who put it out, mm-hmm. connection to the other movies, mm-hmm. and just see it as its own thing, as a weird adventure of like this girl and, and this the strange world. And I, I love it. I still love I, it. You know, there really aren't enough mo- movies where couches are a character. Yeah. Mm. There really aren't enough. Yeah. Not um, enough and representation. About, and what about you? I think I will give it a six because I liked it. I do think it's weird and that it's great for weird kids. Mm-hmm. And I love Feruza Balk mm-hmm. in it. And um, it's very comforting to me to see Jack Skellington, a mm-hmm. live action Jack Skellington. But it, to me, it wasn't fun to watch like I think what would have bumped it up to a seven would have been more laughing something Mm. you know a couple laughs or or just something that I saw as being fun yeah I what what I wouldn't want is like songs Mm -mm. you know I wouldn't want um the Disney animated musical version of it yeah that's what I wouldn't want yeah the dark and the weird is I think what makes it work Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Yeah. yeah. If Tim Burton had directed this, yeah, I think it would have been yeah. more successful. Okay. If they like, I think there's yeah, there's just some missing ingredient that doesn't take this to labyrinth 
cult status territory, dark crystal territory. There's just less joy, I feel, yeah. in it, you know? But I, I did but I did really like that they had a girl of the appropriate age right. playing Dorothy. That changes the way you look at it when it's not an adult woman mm-hmm. who's like hopped up on goofballs, you know. Right. Like, yeah, like a, how old was Judy Garland? I think she was 18. 18 when she shot. I don't know what yeah. she was playing, but I think the actress was at the time was 18. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bruce I think was 10? Yeah. And she's Which, so good. She's so good. Still so good. When you do your most radical '90s podcast and you talk about the craft, oh Happy yeah, come back and oh talk my about that. god, She's I so love great the craft. Movie. Yeah, me too. Such a great movie. It's into the craft. Uh, so, what, speaking of the craft, what is your deep cut recommendation? Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, my deep cut recommendation is a movie that also came out this ye- this same year. Uh, it's called Explorers. Uh, it's three. It's a it's it's a boys on bikes movie, which is the genre of Tim. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that's what it comes right. down to. Like, very rarely do they actually have a, a girl show up in these things. So, like, you know, that that was what awesome about Goonies. Uh, but uh, Explorers is about three you know, guys just uh, doing eighties kid stuff too, and then they get a message from space that gives them instructions on how to build a spaceship. And so they build one, and they end up meeting up with aliens who are not at all what they expected them to be, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, it came out this exact same year and it's uh, one of the other mm-hmm. deep cut fun nice. weird 80s Who, movies who's in it? Uh, Ethan Hawke yes River Phoenix that's why, yes that's and, why and, I know and it. another guy I can't remember who, the River other guy Phoenix that's who why didn't I go on and have yeah. a big career and the rest and yeah and the rest yeah uh, what about you Nathan uh, so my deep cut recommendation is Walter Murch related mm. oh. um, so um, he so like in the world of editing and especially sound design mm. he really is kind of like a master and a guru you know mm-hmm. that's why it kind of pains me that this <laughs> what that he never directed again yeah um, but so he's got probably he's got an excellent book called uh, in the blink of an eye mm. and it's the only it's probably the best book on editing I've only, no, I've only read one book, but this is like uh, I hear over and over again. Yeah. yeah, just in t- talking about like the psychology of editing. It's not a technical at all. It's talking about like how in just in terms of editing, like what is the priority of of a cut? Like you know, performance and emotion. There's eye scan. You know, there's uh, continuity. There's all the different things that make a cut work. Mm. And one of the things I loved about it was he's talking about how he noticed that all of his cuts would start would would happen just moments before the actor blinks mm-hmm. and he he realized that when when people talk when they change their when they end a thought or change a thought they actually blink and he he noticed that in terms of the editing he would he would cut to the, those actors performances and it would happen the cut would happen right before the the actor would blink and that kind of thought or emotion had ended. Wow! Wow! So yeah, may I tell you, editors are the the real wizards of things. Like I understand writing, I've written scripts, I've understood directing, I've directed actors, mm-hmm. but having to actually edit stuff down, it's it is astounding. Like yeah. the the power of the edit. Like I never understand it until I actually did it, and then I went back and was like, oh, yeah. this is where the secret power of movies is. It's in editing. Well, then, how do you? explain how this movie should have been edited tighter <laughs> well i think i don't he, think it was the problem with the editing yeah i i, I feel like the the pace and style was deliberate it mm-hmm. was just uh, 
I, I feel like the movies that he he himself are gravi- he gravitates to are, are much more adult. Right, mm-hmm. meandering. Rather, rather than like a fast fantasy well, adventure. Like you were talking about at the beginning, like the, the 70s thing where they sort of just would let things play a little longer as mm-hmm. opposed to the, the what we're getting into at this time period where the, the style of the day is the MTV style. We don't well, have gonna, time for right, this. Right, well, they're going to just like every two seconds cut, 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 cut. Like he's yeah, still... So, like less, way less explorers and more kind of like... You know, um, again, like the stuff you'd see in the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, They're like a dog day afternoon kind of thing where they just, yeah, like, you set know, the camera like a up and let it Robert play. Altman yeah. or like, mm-hmm. a, even the photography felt like it was from the 70s. Yes. Which did not necessarily serve the story that they were trying to do. And especially <laughs> no. that's why Disney was like, what yeah, is well, this? It's, it's like, yeah, it almost reminded me like, like the, the first, like the Kansas sequences almost yeah. reminded me of like. You know, High Plains Drifter uh-huh. or McCabe and, and Mrs. Miller. Yeah, and the wide like, angle. Yeah. Yeah, seeing the horizon. Yeah. Did we get too film dirty for you? What? I'm sorry, I drifted <laughs> off. Sorry. Just like in the movie. Very in character, though, with your with your <laughs> recommendations. Um, so mine is, uh, and I completely got the name of it wrong. I thought it was called. I thought it was called something like Paradise Lost. Uh, but it is called Lost Soul, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, oh yes. So I'm doing a Feruza Balk. Yes, that that's cut. a great recommendation. That it thing is, is amazing. It is an amazing documentary. Yeah, I just saw that a couple months ago. About the movie, The Island of Dr. About the making of yes. the movie, The Island of Dr. Moreau, that has Marlon Brando and um, Val Kilmer and Fruz Balk is in it. Yeah. And um, this, you just, I can't, I don't want to give anything yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it, you but, need to watch it. Oh my it. God, it's yeah. so good. And the story that Fruz Balk tells in particular <laughs> about trying to run away. Like she was like, I need to not be here. Forget my contract. I do not care if mm-hmm. I never work again. I cannot be here anymore. And she tried to escape the movie and couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> she could not escape the movie. Oh, the great story that the director was fired uh-huh. and then, but stayed on set stayed. in costume uh-huh. as a creature. That's right. an extra. Without anyone knowing. <laughs> It's too much. So uh, that's my recommendation. I'll take any excuse to recommend that to yeah. people. Yeah, watch the, uh, the 1985. Is that when that movie came out? Um, the Island of Dr. Moreau? Uh, and then and then watch the documentary because, yeah, it's yeah. great. Like, it's just... The origin I, of Mini-Me, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, I can't even tell you... Uh, David 1996. Thule's. 1996. Okay, the things close. you will learn yes. in this will make it... <laughs> about life. Uh-huh. About Filmmaking. life. Filmmaking. It will just... acting. It will make it impossible for you to ever look at Val Kilmer the yes, same way again. absolutely. No matter how much you like Tombstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's everything. Is there anything we forgot? No? I, 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 we could talk about this movie for another hour as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. but I think we, we've uh, pretty much <laughs> covered, I think, all the highlights. Where? Everyone go watch Return to Oz. Oh, my God, yes. Do it, and then let us know. Yes. Let us know if we got it right. Let Friendly us know comments. what we missed. Let us know what you thought. Um, wh- where can people find all of your various pods and projects? Uh, let's... 
not in one place, unfortunately. So I, I had you introduce me as a writer, and that is what I am. Uh, I have a podcast called The Monday Matinee. Uh, we are a fiction anthology podcast. I kind of run it like the BBC, where I take one idea and I let it run for a couple episodes, as opposed to Twilight Zone style, where it's one and done. Uh, our big hit is the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society. Yay! <laughs> uh, which Chrissy has been a voice on. I love it! <laughs> uh, it's about a uh, married lesbian couple in uh, 1900s France fighting evil and uh, you know being in love. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you can search for that, or you can search for Monday Matinee. They're pretty uh, great. That'll be on there, too. So you can find us on Twitter, at Ox and Hair. We, it's very seldom updated there, but uh, search all your podcatchers for Monday Matinee or Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society, and you'll find us there. Great. Excellent. And you, Chrissy? I can be found at National Comedy Theater every Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday night and at nctphoenix.com. And uh, our other pods and projects can be found at mostexcellentpod.com. Uh- and I'm at squishystudios.com. Thank yes. you. <laughs> uh, but please like, rate, review, thumbs up, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Uh, uh, it really helps us out. It's not just something people are obligated to say at the end of podcasts. It's really true. <laughs> we need it. We need it. Give us a review, whatever it is. Some stars. Um, Five is my favorite number of stars. It is. Well, it's like, so there's this weird thing where like, in terms of stars, mm-hmm. it's either one mm-hmm. or five. Yes. Nothing in between matters. Oh, no, and... <laughs> Amazon only, I mean, uh, Apple only cares about either five or one. That's exactly right. It's like, why do we have three stars? Who, what is the, the poor third star is just like, hey guys. That being said, we'd be happy with three stars if you give it to us, but. No, we would not. Five is better. Five or nothing. I'll be your best friend for five stars. (laughs) I will be your best friend for five stars. As long as that doesn't include having to go places. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. And uh, while you're out there in the world, remember to be excellent to each other. And Eog. Weog. Piog. That's from the movie. <laughs>